This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network. Welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. This podcast will assist you in your quest to be, do, and have anything you desire by highlighting coaches, intuitives, energy specialists, and light workers. This is your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide and oracle for the many. Hello and welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And today I'm very excited to have my dear friend, Dr. Divya Shepherd from ladiespowerlunch.com. Welcome, Divya. I am so happy you're here with me. Thank you, Marianne. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, Let's set our intention as we always do before this segment of our day begins. And let's set our intention to commit to be open to collaboration. Um, harmoniously working together with others because as we lift each other up we all rise so just be in that mindset throughout this uh, episode and let's listen for ways that we can incorporate collaboration into our lives and businesses so who is Divya Shepherd, and what good do you bring into the world Thanks, Marianne. So who am I? This is such an existential question. Always. I am all the things. I am the wife, the mother, the physician, the business owner, the leader of our group, Ladies Power Launch. My story started a little bit differently from what you might expect. I started out thinking I never wanted to ever treat a patient ever, but I knew that the healthcare area was where I wanted to focus my time. And so my focus was actually pharmacology. And I started out in corporate working for big pharma for about 14 years until I had a little bit of a crisis of conscience and made a complete 180 into patient care. And so here I am now, I work with our patients to help them with their things that bother them, but also in doing all of that and in doing the piece that was growing our practice, I had the opportunity to get in touch with and come into contact with amazing women who are also out there growing their own businesses as well. And out of that was formed this wonderful group. It's I like to think of it more as a movement and less as a group. It's called Ladies Power Launch, Mm -hmm. and it's just a collection of women. It's completely free. There is really no barrier to entry, except that you have to agree that you will intentionally support the other members of the group. So it's just a group of women who've come together because they've decided they want to support each other. That's what I do. That's my story, and that's who I am. (laughs) And you're sticking to it. For the most part. (laughs) 
I also belong to Ladies Power Lunch, and uh, we have a Facebook group that um, is just a such a great place to be able to meet other women in business and find out where they are and what they do and and how we can support each other, you know, to to grow our businesses. And um, so you'll also call yourself the Cheap Happiness Officer. Can you tell us just a little bit about that, how that came to be? So, yes, I am the Chief Happiness Officer of Ladies Power Launch. That is my job to really encourage an environment of positivity in our group. And this has just come of a lifetime of having obstacles placed in my path and learning that an attitude of positivity actually can help you to overcome just about anything. Yes. And so I bring positivity to the table every single time. And I'm not saying that sometimes when things don't go the way I would like, I don't have my little pity party, but after I'm done with that, then we move on to what's the next step, what's the next thing that we can do to advance our cause, to make things better, to be happier. That is always my goal, happiness. I love that. I totally agree um, because I understand that we are joy and that happiness just exude from us. It should just pour out of every pore that we have. It should, so, it should. Our topic today is Grow Smarter, Using Collaboration to Transform Your Impact and Your Income. So what is your definition of collaboration? Because I know Ladies Power Lunch is all about supporting one another, and that's collaboration. So, you know, when I think of collaboration, what I think about is in the, in the mind of what Napoleon Hill wrote about in his book, Think and Grow Rich. I think about two or more minds mm -hmm. coming together to create something that is greater than any one of them could have brought to the table just on their own. And so with that sort of definition in mind, a collaboration could run the gamut. Anything from me and you just getting together and saying, you know what, I'm going to send you business. And if you see some business that works for me, you send it my way. Mm -hmm. As long as there's an intention there and there's an actual follow through, then that is a collaboration. Or it could be as intricate and involved as a formal, legally binding partnership. Anything in between those two spaces, in my opinion, is a collaboration. And so if you are thinking about collaborating to grow your business, you might have many collaborations along that spectrum. Yeah. Um, I agree. And, and do you think people get a little confused when they think about collaboration, but what if they're kind of in the same field as I am? Isn't that isn't that competition? Shouldn't I be worried that the competition will take my clients or my customers or? You should worry and you must crush the competition. No, absolutely not. Here, here's the thing. And again, it could be just because of the field that I'm coming from, 
why I approach this this way, but I feel as though you could take this lens and look at it for just about any kind of area, whether you're a coach or you make a physical product or you do something else. There's always an opportunity, in my opinion, for coming together for the greater good. Here's what I know for sure. In our practice, we have over the years had two or three physicians working in our practice at the same time doing exactly the same thing. And if you walk into any kind of um, hospital setting or any kind of group medical practice setting, you'll see the same sort of thing. A group of OBGYNs coming together to form a practice or a group of pediatricians coming together to form a practice. Guys, they're doing the exact same thing. They've all learned the same thing. There is really nothing necessarily on the surface of it differentiating them. So why is it that they can come together and practice together and have the benefit of sharing resources and overheads and reducing their costs and having the opportunity to bounce ideas off another colleague and having all the richness that comes from having a group practice as opposed to being a solo practice provider. Why do they continue to do it? And why do they continue to thrive? It's because they've ditched the idea of competition. They know something that we all need to know. And that is that your client is your client is your client. The thing that you do, another person might do something similar, but they'll never, ever, ever do the thing that you do the way that you do it. Surprise, surprise, Marianne, you are unique. I'll give you a, I'll give you a very, very solid example. In our practice, we have myself and um, one of our practice partners working together. And on the days when my practice partner's patients might have to come in to see me. They're okay with it because they figure, okay, if he said she's okay, then I'll go see her this one time. And they'll come and they'll see me. But as soon as it becomes possible for them to see my practice partner again, they're going to go right back. Right. They have no interest in continuing with me for their lifetime. And it's the same thing when I go on vacation or if for whatever reason I have to go do something for my children and my practice partner steps in and sees my patient or a coverage doctor comes in and sees my patients, they will see this person mm -hmm. because I have vouched for that person. Right. But they, they love me and they know me and they like the way that I practice and they know what I offer to them that is different from any other doctor that they've ever seen before. And so there is no fear. And guess what? If there's a patient who jumps ship and goes to my practice partner or the other way around, it's also fine because that was not my client. That was not my patient. That patient found the person who was right for them. Right. So if you believe energetically that you are always attracting the people that are made for you, then you will never, ever have to worry about competition ever again. And I want to say that the question that you ask makes perfect sense because what have you always learned about business? If you open any business textbook, you're going to see these things. What is your competitive advantage? What do you have that stands out from the competition? 
But if you're not competing, if you decide that you are instead attracting your ideal client, then you're not in the race at all. And your clients will always be your clients will always be your clients. I so agree. It's, I look at it as it's not competition. It's complementary. Yes. Because just as your practice has a couple people, you're, you're complimenting, complimenting each other with what you're doing and being able to share the load when one has to be away or one needs to do something else. So it's always complimenting the other business partner or the collaborator. I, I truly believe I, I am practicing this by even having you here. I love, love, love interviewing coaches. And yet I am a coach, but I want to highlight coaches and intuitives and oracles and energy workers and light workers, because even though it's similar to what I do, I want to uplift and support them. I am intentionally looking for people to interview. So this is my collaboration. And um, so we talked about that it makes a difference in your income and impact in the world. So how can a collaboration do that for you to help increase your income and your impact if you're gonna work with somebody? Marianne, are you open to me sharing a story to explain how collaboration changed my business, changed my life, and maybe even my sanity? (laughs) I love stories. I love stories. So please share. One of my mentors, she says always that words don't teach, but stories sure do. And so I want you to just imagine for a minute me coming out of um, school and going into practice and it being the worst possible time for that. You guys remember 2010? It feels like so long ago because of where we are right now. But 2010 was no joke, guys. If you think we're going through hard times now, 2010 was very difficult also. It was. We we were having, there was that... um, housing bubble Mm -hmm. and it had completely collapsed people were losing their homes left and right people were losing their jobs people had lost their health insurance Mm -hmm. and so where we practice you know it's it's not a super wealthy community a lot of people actually are blue collar workers in the community that we serve and a lot of people were struggling during that time Mm -hmm. and so they had to make a decision about whether to see their doctor or put food on their table whether to see their doctor or pay their mortgage these this is the reality that we were living in during that time and so We went from having what may have been a reasonably thriving practice to our patient load cut down to about a third of what it used to be, somewhere between a half and a third. Our accountants did the numbers. I don't remember everything off the top of my head, but we were not nearly as, you know, 
we weren't seeing nearly as many patients as we would need to to cover our overheads. Add to that, Marianne, when you might not remember this, but there was a government shutdown. Mm-hmm. And in order for the government to continue, we actually ended up having a number of types of healthcare providers being removed from Medicaid services. Our kinds of services that we provide were some of the services that were removed. And so that removed another chunk of our patient population right there because we weren't able to see them anymore. We weren't able to accept their health insurance. We no longer had the Medicaid credential. So all of this is happening. And I told you at the beginning, I'm the chief happiness officer, right? Always looking for what's the positive spin that I can take on this. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's something here for me to learn. And also what's the next step? What's the next thing that I need to do? So being that I went to school to learn how to be a physician, and I know that running a business was not really the focus of my education, I hired a coach and she was outstanding. And I have to say kudos to her. And she pointed me in the direction of doing a lot of things. We were in the newspaper. We're getting interviewed everywhere, writing an article in the paper. We were, I joined all the networking things. I was the president of our BNI. I was the president, the vice president of our chamber of commerce. I was doing all the things. You wake up in the morning, you would see me at the early morning networking meeting. At lunchtime, I'd be at the lunchtime one. And in the evening, I was at the after hours. I was telling a group of people today that I have done the math. And during that time, I can truly say that I attended over a thousand networking events. Oh my gosh. And people would say to me, when do you sleep? Didn't I just see you at this other thing? I was doing all the things. But what I noticed about you know, going out there and networking in that really broad and uncontrolled way is that people were not intentionally supporting each other. Everybody was just coming in and all they wanted to do is just get their five seconds so they could share about their business and then be on their way. And hopefully it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall, you know, see what sticks. (laughs) I was even having like lunchtime little coffee breaks or um, having lunch with people and it would be routinely a situation where they would come to lunch with me they would launch into their pitch about their widget encourage me to purchase their widget and then they would be on their way before i could get a word in edgewise and also by the time they'd left i'm pretty sure they had no idea what it is that i did and so I was getting a little disillusioned because while all this is happening, our bills were piling up. And then in a totally unrelated story, my health was also suffering, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And so something had to happen, something had to give. But with my constant focus on positivity, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that things were going to turn around, was going to just be a matter of time. And I tell you, you talk about trials. We had trials because they say when it rains, it pours. One morning I walk into my office and think about this. This is winter time, And I feel this surge of water flowing over my feet. And I look down. We're having a flood. This was a Monday morning. Oh. I walk into the office. Everything is <laughs> underwater, right? And we had to move out of our office. We had to 
all of this stuff is happening all at the same time. So financially, our practice, we were in the red. And I hate to say it, but there were even days when I thought about, hmm, maybe we need to close this practice and also go work for somebody else. But at the same time, I'm thinking about the patients that we did have to serve. And I'm thinking about when we leave, what's going to happen to them. And so I knew there had to be another way. So I kept going with my networking and I happened to, I remember it very clearly. It was a Monday, it was the third Monday of the month. And I had a networking little lunch set up with these five women who showed up for it. And one woman, she was in a nonprofit, one woman, she was a banking vice president, one was a real estate agent, one sold greeting cards, and the other one was a videographer. Five women and myself, and we sat down at that table in a Ruby Tuesday on Route 6 in Bristol, Connecticut. I remember it, guys. The salad bar, that was the reason why we chose that place, because we're saying, okay, we could get something reasonably healthy for lunch. Mm -hmm. And we sat down with our salads from the salad bar, and we just started talking. And it was interesting because the difference with this group of women and all the people that I had been networking with before is that these women, they came to the table intentionally ready to support each other. Yeah. That intention was yeah. there. Yes, yes, yes. We're talking. Everybody at the table, you know, had families or extended families who had kids, who had elderly parents they were taking care of, struggles that we're going through in our businesses, and we're just talking. And as somebody would come up with a concern, somebody else at the table, even though they might be in a different field, would come up with an answer. Mm -hmm. And somebody would pull out a cell phone and say, hang on, let me connect you with XYZ person, because this person can really help you. And the connections were just flowing that whole entire afternoon. Maybe in my life, the best hour that I've ever spent in a networking environment. And at the end of it, we were all so refreshed. We were all so supported. And everybody was saying, oh my goodness, this is something that we have to do. We have to do it again. We can't just let this be a one and done, a one-time event. And so me being the consummate problem solver, I said, well, you know, if we say we're going to do it, it's never going to happen. We have to make a plan. So how about we put it on the calendar and we say every single third Monday of the month at 1230, because that was the time that we, you know, we'd gotten together. Let's get together right here in this Ruby Tuesday. And let's, if you can make it great, you come. If you can't make it great, we'll see you next month, but always bring a friend. So we'll always have more people to collaborate with and support mm. each other. And I went from being in the red in my business, Marianne, and I'm not sugarcoating this for you in any way, to now having more than one practice location and expanding our business, expanding our equipment, expanding our reach to new communities because these five women, they were the start, they were the catalyst, and it was that intention to support each other that was there that mm -hmm. was able to turn things around completely wow how so i hope that answered your question absolutely how beautiful and that's that 
that uh, I don't know. To me, collaboration is very gracious and 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 in versus competition. That's very contractive energy, mm-hmm. and yet collaboration when it's when it's done right like that. When you're actually in the intention of supporting one another. I I love that you mentioned Napoleon Hill and his mastermind because it always is so much more valuable than us just beating it out. Just, it's so, we're gonna work harder. We're gonna, we're gonna push harder. We're gonna go to more networking meetings. (laughs) How many more networking meetings could I possibly go to? Yeah, exactly. So then what are some of the do's and don'ts around collaboration? You know, that's, that's a really, really good question. And I, I would like to start perhaps, perhaps with the don'ts. What do you think? Don't yeah. sound good because it's always good to end on a high note with the do's. <laughs> I feel like that's the way to go with it. So you know, a lot of people might be hesitant to step into a collaboration relationship with another business owner, um, another entrepreneur, because she might be thinking that there is going to be, like you said, competition, or that the other person might have that competitive vibe. So that's something that really holds people back from getting together and then there's a trust issue how much do you trust the other person true true you know i have been writing this book and i'll tell you a little bit more about it but one of the things that i did for writing this book is some research on case studies of a lot of the big business partnerships and collaborations that are out there we looked in the book at things uh, companies like apple and Hewlett Packard, for example, mm-hmm. and just looking at the collaborations that had to happen for those big businesses to come together and be the force that they are to be reckoned with in the world today. And when you look at them, you realize that trust was a big factor, especially at the beginning. And I'm not saying that things necessarily in all those cases and all those case studies that we mentioned went exactly the way that they could have planned in the beginning. But the fact that those companies are still standing here years later is a testament to the fact that that trust has to be there in the beginning. Because if you look at Dave and Bill, Hewlett and Packard, they were friends from kitty days. They knew each other, right? They knew what they were getting into when they decided to get into a partnership with each other. Same thing with myself and Dr. Saparito, who is the founder of our practice. He knows me because back in the day when I was in school, he was one of my teachers. So I know him and he knows me. And there is that trust that is there because he used to mark my papers. He knows what I'm good at. He knows what he had to focus a little bit harder on to get me to be the doctor that I am today and I know what he is good at and I also know what it was a little bit where he likes to focus his attention so for example patients who come into our practice they might be a little bit more interested in going hard and fast on the orthopedic side you know he's going to be the perfect doctor for them the people who want to know a little bit more about how biochemistry is affecting their bodies and how nutrition can help them to overcome their issues 
they're gonna be coming to me. So we know where we fit and each person fits into their spot perfectly. There is another, another thing that people are concerned about when they're going into collaborations, not being sure that everybody in the collaboration is all in, that the mm-hmm. other person's gonna pull their weight. True. Yeah. The example I like to cite is, again, probably a point of pain for me in the past. Because <laughs> do you remember being in high school or college or whatever and having group projects? Remember those days? Oh, yes. And there's always somebody in a group that won't pull their weight, you know. And I am the kind of person who I better be getting a good grade or else I'm going to be mad. And so... And also, you know, I probably may have had scholarships or things depending on me getting a good grade. So I would be the person who would say, okay, I'm going to pull the weight for everybody because I cannot afford to not get the kind of grade. And so we are all coming to these collaborations, unfortunately, with our baggage from the past. And we are wondering, is the other person going to be pulling their own weight? Or we may have been the slacker in our relationships in the past and we're wondering, am I really going to be up to the task of pulling my own weight in this, right? You have to look at it from both sides because you don't know who are you? Who are you? I'm not going to sing. Sometimes we're not so sure how competent the other person is. Going back to the example of Hewlett Packard and Apple and even our little practice that we have here. Dr. Saparito knows what I can do and he knows what I'm not gonna be the best at and vice versa. You know, Mm -hmm. Steve knew what Steve could do. Steve knew that Steve was great at being big vision and big picture, but that he was probably not really the best at the actual computer application. So each person being able to find their own niche is gonna be important talking about Bill and Dave from Hewlett Packard, one was really great at the manufacturing side, while the other one, he was amazing when it came to the actual engineering piece. Mm. You gotta know what is your core competence and focus in there. And how many people out there are control freaks? And we mightn't think of ourselves as control freaks necessarily. Maybe that's a very pejorative term, but we like to have a locus of control over what's going on in our business. It's only natural, right? So letting others in or even appearing to be vulnerable, that can be, that can be a challenge. You know, I talk about too, how when I used to work in corporate, I was the youngest person in the room. And I was also, in a lot of cases, the only woman in the room. Mm. And so there's always a little bit of fear and a little bit of hesitance. And if I look back at that woman, who she was then and who I am now, I just have to smile because I have grown so much since then. But there were times when I was afraid of being steamrolled and not being listened to when we would have to do collaborative work together back in the corporate environment. I was always hesitant to speak up. So people going into a collaborative situation with another business partner or another business owner or doing something collaboratively, they might be afraid that they're not going to get heard when they speak up in 
a situation like that. And then there's some of us who might be newer to our businesses. We might not feel as confident in mm -hmm. our abilities to do our jobs. And we might be hesitant to get into a collaboration because we're not sure we can bring to the table what the table requires. And so those are some of the things that I have found in my research and in going through life as a person who does collaborations all day long, every day. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things that I would say, watch out for those as your don'ts, because those are the things that trip people up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. What do you think? Yes. Absolutely. The, you just hit on such golden nuggets of truth that, you know, I, I can apply to my life in different, different ways, you know, that, that in thinking about how I've handled being with other people or how I'm thinking about, you know, moving forward, you know, like you said, were you the person who was, did everything or did you, were you the slacker? You have to be honest when you're you taking that self-assessment. <laughs> so, you know, what are you, if you're looking at collaborations, what are you gonna to bring to the table? You know, you don't wanna be the slacker one, but you don't wanna be the the power hungry one either, the, the control freak and and just run the whole show. It's It's still a balance of these parties coming together to create that mastermind, that powerful, uh, business model for more income and more impact. More so what are some of our do's? What, what do we want to do in a collaboration? We did a series called Collaboration Conversations on my podcast. And it was interviewing women who were at different stages of their business. Some of them were new. Some of them were very seasoned businesswomen. And we asked the same kind of questions, you know, what are the do's and don'ts of collaboration? What has your experience been? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that came up as the number one do is do make sure that you and your collaboration partner share the same values. Oh, yes. You can see how that would be important, right? And I'll give you an example. Let's say, Marianne, you and I decide to do a collaboration together, and we are. What values do you have for delivery to clients? I'm the kind of person who, no matter what is going on in the background, the client is king. And so no matter what, I have to make sure that even if I have to jump through 500 hoops, the promise to the customer is going to be maintained, yes. right? So I have to make sure that I'm collaborating with somebody who feels the same way because right. look guys, it's life. Every plan that you make, sometimes it doesn't go exactly the way that you plan it to go. And sometimes things will go wrong. And what happens when things go wrong? Are you gonna have the same commitment that I have to making sure that no matter what, we're gonna do everything in our power to deliver to the client? Yes. yes. So shared values, that's an absolute do. Another one that came up for us was communication. Ooh. It's gonna be important for pretty much every kind of relationship that you have in your life. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you hear how you have to communicate with your spouse, you have to communicate with your kids, you have to communicate with your staff. Guess who else you have to communicate with? You have to communicate with your collaboration partner. Mm -hmm. You have to communicate at the beginning what your goals and objectives are. You have to communicate constantly throughout the process of the collaboration. And you even have to brainstorm at the beginning what possible roadblocks you could come up against and how you are together going to resolve these issues should they arise. And you have to be open to, to and one of our one of our interviewees, her name is Marianne, her name is Wendy Parati. She was she was such a wealth of information for our collaboration conversation series. She said, she told a story about her collaboration with her business partner, her current business partner, and how at the beginning, they're good friends, they share the same values, but they had different ways of communicating and different ways of doing business. So one was a big picture girl and she was just, you know, coming with the ideas. And the other one was more of a strategic thinker, list maker, step-by-step organized lady. Mm -hmm. Now, they both come to the table with great ideas. They both have shared values, but they are different in the way that they execute things. And communication is what saved their partnership to the point where they've been able to be in partnership. Don't quote me on this, but I think she's, I think Wendy said 25 years. Mm. That's a long time, right? Yes. 25 years because they were able to recognize in the beginning that, hang on, we have two different communication styles. And so we're going to try to communicate with each other in the way that the other person can hear. Mm hmm. Isn't that interesting? That is. Yeah. Yeah, so, just you don't you think, well, we'll just shoot emails back and forth. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It really isn't. You know, we'll just use this app or this platform that lines out all of our work. You know, and and we'll just each fill in our part. And that may not be the right one for both parties. Yep. That I absolutely agree with that because I remember Wendy saying on our interview that what would happen is she would start have they would start a meeting and she would be very expansive in her ideas and the other partner would feel overwhelmed and then when the other partner would start going through lists and that sort of thing she would feel like her partner was trying to push her into this tiny little box. <laughs> think about that but the beauty of it is one they both had an intention to collaborate they were intentional about it two they shared values and three they were really ready to be open to communicating with each other and communicating in the way that the other one would hear and it only takes one to say hey you know what the way we're communicating right now, now is not working. Let's see if we can find a better way. And as long as the other person is open, that opens the door to a meeting of the mind that is unparalleled. Mm-hmm. So I have five, you know, five, que- five things that I think about when I am going into any kind of collaboration. Mm-hmm. I start with ask. And the ask isn't what you think. It's not go start asking people to collaborate with you. 
because <laughs> you can't start there. You really, really can't. You are of the opinion, and so am I, that the first thing that you have to do before you do anything is you have to go within. Mm. Talk to inner being, source, whatever you might call it. I'm not going to judge you for calling it whatever you want to call it. But you have to go within. You have to get some divine inspiration. Yes, yes. Spend some time in quiet contemplation and find out for you, what is your ideal collaboration? What does that look like? What pieces of the puzzle are necessary? Are all the pieces that you're thinking of, are, is every single piece necessary? Is every single step that I'm thinking of going through to achieve this goal, are they all necessary? That's my first step is ask, go within and start really quantifying for yourself. We haven't even started talking to a collaboration partner yet, but really going within, yes. talking to inner being and seeing what is, what is it that we really, really want from a collaboration. And then the next thing that I would say is make sure that you are in alignment with the other person you're in alignment with the opportunity and you're in alignment with the other person are you trusting the universe are you open to what's available are you open to what is possible are you open to learning because it doesn't always come exactly the way you think it will so are you open are you open to having that conversation with your collaboration partner in a way that might be difficult difficult or even different from the way that you're accustomed to communicating. Mm. And I would say for those of us who've been the one leading collaborations in the past, like back in high school or back in college, or we've been the ones who've been the slackers, let's just say it, ask yourself the question, am I all in? Am I really ready for a collaboration? Do not step into a collaboration with another person unless you know that you're gonna bring it 100%. Make sure that whatever you're doing, you're working like Bill and, you know, his partner, Dave, over at Hewlett Packard, that each person is doing the thing that they are brilliant at and letting go of that competition mindset and just letting everybody do what it is that spirit is guiding them to do, being open to the abundance that the universe has to offer. That's a big, big piece. And then there are lots of apps and resources that are out there for collaborations. For example, if you're going to get involved with a speaking event or something like that, there are links inside of Eventbrite that allow you to assign payment to each person so that you don't have to have commingling of funds. There are right, right. Um, there are attorneys that you can talk to that will for a very small fee yes attorneys who charge small fees i know right who for a very small fee can draft up a very simple but very binding and effective document that can protect both parties mm -hmm. because life happens and you don't know what's going to happen so there are apps and resources and things that you can take advantage of that can actually help you to do this collaboration thing right and actually succeed through collaboration mm -hmm. because when the two come together you get something that was way better than you could have created by yourself i i love all those 
You know what? This would really make a great course or book. Oh, wait, you have one. <laughs> so now tell us how we can find all this and more information, because you recently wrote a book on this collaboration topic, and you also created a course because I've taken it. So um, would you share with our audience uh, a little bit about your new book that's come out? So here's the thing. I have been a co-author, a best-selling co-author on several collaboration projects in the past. I have been using collaboration in my business to grow my impact and my income for years and years and years now. And 2020 has been an interesting year. It's been a year when a lot of us have had to pivot and rethink and reorganize and kind of look at the way that we're doing things in our businesses a little differently. And it came to me one day that, you know what, when I was at my lowest, when things were going not well, the one thing that was my bright shining light, the one thing that pulled me through and got us out of the red into the green was collaboration mm -hmm. and collaborations that I had during that time ran the gamut from just the verbal referral relationship to actual financially linked partnerships with you know different women who have become a part of our ladies power lunch group over the years and i thought how could i share this with our community how could i use this information to help others who might be going through a tough time looking at 2021 or looking at a new year where the business landscape looks a whole lot different from the way that it did the year before this one and so I decided to see if I could do this writing project. But in true Davia fashion, it had to be a collaborative effort. And so we started our interview series, Collaboration Conversations, and we pulled in the wisdom of all these women who've been through collaborations, who know the things to do, the things not to do. They brought so much wisdom to the table. Then we looked at big business and we saw what were the things that worked for them and what were the things that we could learn in our small businesses as well. And we put all of that together in one little package. And the name of the book is Grow Smarter. Because I'm thinking, mm -hmm. when we get together, we don't have to tough it out alone the way that we usually do in our businesses. Yes. We can actually do this smarter not harder. And so the name of the book is Grow Smarter and it's available on Amazon. You should be able to get it today as a free download. So go look for Grow Smarter, a book about collaboration on Amazon. Just search it. When you search it organically, it actually helps boost our um, position in the ranking. So I'd love for you to search for it that way as opposed to just looking for it by the title. That, that's a way that you, dear listener, can collaborate with me by helping me to grow. And then you will also get a free book back. So everybody wins. See how that's a collaboration? 
awesome. I love it. I love it. And then you also have a course. Yes, we do have a course because I thought that, and I, I have done this in the past and you can tell me, has this ever happened to you? You've bought a book because the title seemed really, really important. Mm-hmm. And then you got caught up with doing all the things that you've been doing. And it sort of sits on the shelf for a while and you never really get to it. Yes. And if I could, Marianne, wrap myself up in a package and send myself off to every single person who is struggling with business during these tough times, I would. I haven't figured out cloning just yet. So as soon as I do, I will do that. But what I can do is I can share myself and I can share what I've learned and I can share the women that have been a part of building this book with you. And so we do it through our course. And what we ask of you is that you come and you bring your business and your business challenges to the course. And then we'll work together to get you through the step-by-step process of using collaboration to build and grow your business. Mm -hmm. The name of the course is also Grow Smarter. And it is available at free.power-transformations.com transformations or just s transformations oh okay we're not which we don't just want one transformation we want all the transformations i love it (laughs) i wrote it down wrong so not very good of me but that's okay so today you can get this ebook uh you can still you can also buy it though can't you in um uh is it paperback or hardback so we, um, we're offering for anybody who signs up for the course, Okay. everybody who signs up for the course will get the free ebook, but they will also get the free physical book mailed to them oh. as well. Oh. So it's so better that- just to get the course, go through the course, you've got the book and everything. Yes, the ebook you, get, you get the whole package yes. when you yes. sign up for the course. That's awesome. Yes, yes. I look. Love if that. I, I, what I was thinking, Marianne, truly, mm-hmm. because I feel so strongly about this, I wanted to just give it away for free. That was my intention, and that was my plan in doing all of this. But here's what I've learned over the years, and I've, co- I've been in the self-help aisle for the past twenty years. I have had a coach every single step of the way. And what I have learned is that you have to put something in also. You have to have an energetic investment in anything that you do in order for you to get something back. Because how many free courses have you signed up for and never even taken the first module? Or you you might get halfway through and you stop. It's happened to even me and I know that. Mm-hmm. I am so guilty of it too, mm-hmm. but I find, and there is, there are statisticians and mathematicians who've done the math on this, and they've come to the conclusion that when you get to that level of $37, that's 37 I can't make this stuff up. This comes from the people who know the things. $37 is that point where people start to have an emotional investment in the product 
it's yeah. it's crazy but that's that's the it's not 27 dollars it's not even 36 dollars it's 37 dollars there you so, go there you go that's that's just amazing and i just want to thank you for sharing that because i thoroughly enjoyed my course and receiving the book so i know you will too because my heart is toward collaboration as I am creating this podcast. This is a new thing for me this year in 2021. I moved from my uh, system of my shows that presented in 2020. And so now to get to collaborate with even more coaches and more intuitives. And this is just, this just makes my heart sing. So, um, we are also developing a coaching concierge service. So be on the lookout for that because that is going to give you access to coaches that I know personally. Mm -hmm. And if you are listening and you keep listening, you will begin to trust me to help you to find the perfect coach for you at this time in your life. So be sure you keep your eyes and ears open for um, that coming up soon this year. So do you have any closing words of wisdom that you would like to share with us before we say goodbye? If I could just share one thing, I would say stay positive. Yes. I know these times that we have been going through have not been ideal. And I don't want to have anybody think that I am, you know, putting a happy face sticker on a bad situation yes. because we've had our challenges during this time as well. But I would just say stay positive. And if you have to throw your pity party, go ahead, do what you need to do. But then the next thing that you need to say to yourself is, okay, what do I need to learn from this? And what is the next step in positivity that I can take? Yes. How can I stay positive and just move on from there? Absolutely. You don't ever want to unpack and move in to that negative realm um, because there's always something to, there's always, I know it may be hard to find, but it, when I start looking, I will always find a twinkle of a silver lining, a little spark of something special. Um, even in bad situations. So yes, I, I definitely concur with Divya and say, you know, please stay in that positive realm. And if you need help, you know where to find me. It's at MarianPack.com. And you'll find all of our services there. And however I can be of service to you, please, please, please let me know. And if you are looking and interested about collaboration, Get a hold of Dr. Divya and ladiespowerlunch.com is also her website for joining Ladies Power Lunch. And remember to join Ladies Power Lunch is free. You just have to follow one rule, which is you have to intentionally support each other. One rule. There you go. That covers it all. So visit ladiespowerlunch.com and 
I thank you so much to you for being my guest and I get to share you and, and collaborate with you and share you to my audience. And um, I just have so appreciated this time with you and talking about collaboration. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Marianne. And I'm looking forward to being on your show again soon. And we'll talk about yes, even yes. more things. Absolutely. And remember, you are joy looking for a way to express. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. Please like, comment, and be sure to subscribe. Also, visit our website, maryannepack.com, for all of our services. Remember, you are joy, looking for a way to express.